This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hi, Liz. Hey, Allison. I'm going to make you do all the talking today. Let's <laughs> let's find all about Allison fixing up her ride in between your vehicle repair questions and your calls and your emails. Um, Allison and I are uh, friends on Facebook, and Allison is the lady auto mechanic on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook, and you can see all this things she's cleaning out and she's drilling and she's she's just doing something <laughs> what's this been big personal project that you've been working on so i've been working on a race car build it's the first time i've ever done it um so i, I bought a car that i saw on the side of the road it looked like it needs some love. It was a dream car of mine, and it was the 89 Nissan 240SX, which is a four-cylinder, wheel-wheel drive, four-wheel disc brake, rack and pinion steering uh, car, and just a great little race car, a great little sports car. And basically, I'm taking a, just a regular sports car and making it into a race car. Okay, so a, a race car. Um, because I've been on AutoCorrect for now, not quite two years, I've learned that there's all kinds of different race cars. What what kind of racing do you think you'll do with your 89 Nissan SX? Well, the main racing that you know we talk about on the show occasionally that I do is autocross. Okay. And basically what you're doing is we set up cones in a parking lot, and we go through them as fast as you can. And it's really a pretty safe form of racing. It's, uh, you just race one car at a time. Um, or, you, you know, you're racing against yourself. And you are, go as fast as you can through these cones. You never get out of second gear. It's not a high, real high speed racing. But um, you do spin out occasionally. And, you know, and that's a lot of fun when you do that. You go too hard. Take a turn too sharp. Um, it's just wheels spinning out, squealing, and just it's a really, really, really good time. That's the main form of racing I plan on doing. With this car, it's popular in the drift scene. Have you heard of drifting before, Liz? Well, uh, it's like okay. like you're on a curve, and instead of actually driving through the curve, you kind of slide. Is that right? Yes. That's it. Yeah, you go sideways through curves, basically. Um, I believe that started in Japan with the real-world drive. Tokyo Drift, Fast and the Furious, too. (laughs) Right, right. So if you want to know what drifting is, Tokyo Drift is a great movie to watch from the Fast and Furious series. It's just a good movie in general, too, if you you want to watch a good movie. But... um, So drifting is what this car is really, really known for. I may or may not do some drifting. Basically, all I have to do is swap the tires out. So I I may do that. With the engine build that I'm doing, it's going to have so much horsepower. It would be really good for that. So I was thinking about doing some drifting and then maybe drag racing and tracking it, too. So it'll be 
a versatile race car. It is a versatile car that can do a, a lot of different things. So I'm, I may step into those other forms of racing, but mostly autocross. Now, right now in the wacky world of 2020, wah, 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 there's <laughs> no autocross in the immediate future in Mississippi, is that right? In Mississippi, okay. right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been shut down. But in the regions next to us, there is. Um, I'm At the end of July, I'll be going to, or mid-July, I'm not sure exactly, I'll be going to New Orleans at the NOLA Motorsports Park there for some autocross. And they have them in Alabama and Arkansas and uh, North um, Louisiana, but just Mississippi right now, we're running into a few little problems with where we've been racing for years, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, that'll get worked out really soon, and we can get back and start racing again in Mississippi. Now, isn't New Orleans where you went uh, to be a part of some team's uh, drift competition? It was tracking competition, yep. I went on to a Porsche team for uh, Settle Your Case Law Firm, and they're, they're their car that they race, uh, a really awesome Porsche, and I got to ride on the track with them, and that was awesome, awesome, awesome. And that's a fun bunch of people there that do tracking uh, track cars. That's that's a whole nother world, and it's amazing. All right. Well, we've got some phone calls to get Please. to, Allison. And uh, today we're talking about Allison fixing up her car um but you know do you fix up your car or is getting the gas at the gas station the extent of your mechanic abilities okay first let's go to janet in starkville janet thanks for calling into autocorrect today what's going on hey i uh, love y'all show um i did have a 1996 ford f-115 stick shift that I kept fixing up and I got tired of it <laughs> so I bought myself a Ford Fusion 2015 titanium but my question is um, uh, it's not compatible for my work and I want to trade the Ford Fusion in and um, I clean houses I have a lot of cleaning supplies to throw in there all sorts of stuff and I have a dog that's in my car like 95% of the time too so would you have a suggestion to something to trade it in, like maybe a Honda or a Toyota or another truck? That's what I was going to recommend is either a Honda Odyssey van or the Pilot would be oh. a really good option. Um, the Pilot is more like an SUV, whereas the van is bigger, um, and those are really nice. And, um, and then you've got the Toyota Sienna van which are wonderful vans, um, and you can even go a little older with those, and that's okay if you want to save a little bit of money. You know, you can, because they'll go to a higher mileage than your average car. Um, so both of those are really good options. So you're thinking in the right direction. Um, if you don't want to go van with the, with the Toyota Sienna, the Toyota RAV4 is a really nice kind of a smaller SUV. Um, yeah, I need something smaller. Okay, you might you might really like the Toyota RAV4 then. Um, just a real versatile vehicle. You can get a hybrid version of that and save gas money. Um, okay. The hybrids that Toyota make are amazing. 
Um, and they've been doing the Toyota RAV4 hybrid for a few years now, so you can probably get one that's a little bit older, got some miles on it, and it would be in good condition. Uh, so that's what I would recommend for you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And the first one was the Pilot, the Honda, and what was the other Honda? The Honda Odyssey is the van. Odyssey. Okay, I don't need a van. All right. So you might not want that. So they've got the Honda, the Honda Pilot, and they have a Honda CRV also, which is almost as big as the Pilot, and that's so like a, a small utility vehicle SUV that I think would work well too. So that's something to consider. So that's a, that should give you some some stuff to look at right there that I think that you'll really like. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We're glad you called in today, Janet. Let's now go to Snowden Shore, Snowden, Snow Lake Shores and Jerry. Jerry, thanks for calling in today. Uh, what's going on with you? Well, uh, what's going on with me is I need uh, some advice. I've got a 2005 GMC that I've had for 189,000 miles. I've done a lot of maintenance on it, kept it up real well, but the fuel mileage has gone from 17 to about 12, and what I'm going to do for it is change my spark plugs again and change the fuel filter again and inspect the fuel system for any leaks, but I'm just wondering if Miss Allison would have any other suggestions I could do to try and recover my fuel mileage. I thought about changing the, the front and rear O2 sensors as well as the uh, mass airflow sensor, but I have no codes, so I'm all ears to her. Okay. Um, so on the O2 sensors, that's a good idea. They will start reading slowly uh, instead of as fast as they do when they're brand new as they get older, and that can affect your gas mileage a little bit. Um, another thing just to throw out there is your air filter, and just double-check that and make sure that's not clogged up or old. Another thing you can do is this is something that I've talked about when we have our maintenance shows or where people ask about maintenance, is you can get it from the auto parts store. It's an intake air cleaner and just follow directions and it cleans up your throttle body and your all the air that goes into your engine. It cleans up that whole system there. That all gets dirty and funky and it will make your car eat more gas. Would that be like the seafoam stuff with a little pipe that you put in there and you run the car up to higher RPM and inject it? Yes, it's like seafoam. I actually okay. use the CRC brand and okay. uh, I've had really good results with that over the years um, uh, that I really like. I haven't actually used the seafoam brand before, but that is the concept. You spray it into the intake system and you rev up the car. So okay. For anyone listening, make sure you follow the instructions. If you don't follow the instructions, you can hurt your vehicle. But follow the instructions to a T, and it is very easy. And you can you can have someone help you do it. Someone's got to rev up the car while you spray it into the intake. That'll give you some of your gas mileage back. That should help. Uh, how dramatic? I'm not sure. I guess it depends on how dirty all that is. Do you drive on dirt roads or much? Or No, no, I don't. And I buy my air filters in mass from Rock Auto, and it's mostly highway mileage, and it's just okay. it's just pretty suddenly. I mean, I'm, I'm meticulous about tracking fuel mileage and stuff like that, and it's gone from like 17 to 12, and, and which is, you know... It's, that's a dramatic that's, that's huge. That's and so I'm going to inspect, on. like I said, I'm going to inspect the fuel system for any leaks. Uh, I'm due to change plugs. I'm putting a set of AC Delco uh, 
platinums in there, which is what I run in it anyway. And we'll replace the fuel filter. And that's that's off the top of my head. That's what I was thinking of. But I was just wondering. Yeah, cleaning the air air, air intake would probably be good and probably run some Tecron to it, too. Uh, uh, and I like the O2 sensor concept. One thing, it, it's not a whole lot of mechanics know to do this, but you can put it on the scan tool and read how, look and see how fast the O2 sensor is reading. And if it's reading a little sluggish, then you, you can kind of know like it's due. It doesn't mean it's going to trip a code. Like you like you said, you don't have a check engine light on, but yet it's still reading a little slow. So it's not changing as fast and it's eating a little more gas because of that. It's telling it to run a little bit richer. And uh, another thing you do is get the mass airflow cleaner Okay. Spray. Um, CRC makes it. I'm not sure if Seafone does, but you can also clean your your mass airflow sensor with with that cleanser, and that may help some too instead of replacing it. Okay. And one more question, if you don't mind. Sure. I'm looking at getting a a, a car for autocross, and I got a, a '95 uh, Nissan SX. I'm looking at and a Miata. Which would you get? The 95240SX? Yeah, yeah. And what was the other car? Uh, I think like a 01 or 02 Miata. Ooh, that's uh, too very hard. You're, you're, you're going to have more, uh, probably more options. The Miata is a little bit funner car to drive. Yeah. Um, I've driven both. I've raced both. And I believe I've raced like a 0102 Miata before. Um, you're going to have a little bit more fun, a little more options with the Miata. It's also it's a later model. So, but the 240SX is, is an awesome car. But you don't see them the 95 240SX. You don't see them race as much in autocross. You just don't see it as much. Um, because they're a little longer, so they don't handle quite as good as a Miata. And the thing with Miata, though, is you have a lot of competition and because there's so many Miatas out there. They have their own class. There's so many of them, um, which is can be fun because then you have people to compete with and actually can challenge yourself a little bit more. Um, with 240SX, I'm in a class that's kind of like not many people are in there, so I don't really have as much competition on a local level. On a national level, 240SX has won in its class in the past few years uh, and done well. If you're thinking of taking it to a national level, 240SX is a good option. But between the two, that's a hard pick of car. They're both fun. They're both reliable. They both have great engines in them, and they're rear-wheel drive, four-cylinders. They're just a ton of fun to toss around. One's bigger, and that may be something that you want is something bigger with seats in it, and or it, or it may not, or a little more comfort and that sort of thing. But the Miata is a fun little car to toss around, so that's a that's a hard pick. And it's better I'd to probably get, go to Miata though. It's better to get an automatic than a standard on a for a road course, isn't it? It's better to get a standard for okay. autocross. Okay. All right. Um, automatic for drag racing is usually considered better, even though people can still pull good times with standards. Um, but standard for for racing, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you, and, and I appreciate you being there, and I appreciate your wisdom. Have a blessed oh, day. No problem. Bye-bye. Jerry, Bye-bye. we're so glad you called in. 
We're going to have more about Allison's race car rebuild next. Send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We have a list of ones that are. When we come back, you're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker. You know her. She's the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you want even more AutoCorrect, we hope that you will find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. Now, here are the recalls for the week. We've got the 2014 to 2017 Jeep Cherokee. Dealers will perform a software update by engaging rear-wheel drive and prevent rolling-in park by activating the electronic parking brake if a failed input spline occurs. The repairs will be done for free. The 2020 Mazda CX-30 in the Mazda 3, dealers will inspect the front brake caliper, tightening them as necessary and replacing calipers with missing bolts for free. And also, a separate recall for that is uh, dealers will inspect the evaporative vent hose in the fuel tank. If the hose is disconnected, it will be reconnected and the charcoal canister with some related parts will be replaced. All repairs will be done for free. And last, the 2019-2020 BMW cars, BMW cars and SUVs and Toyota Supras, dealers will replace the steering gear tie rods for free. Now, remember, you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall and inputting your VIN number. Oh, Michelle has a recall story for us. Michelle, is this is a this is your sad recall story? No, this is a happy recall <laughs> okay, story. Okay, good. No, no, no sad stories here. But I uh, just wanted to say, you talk about recalls on your show every week, and I just get my oil changed at the dealership every ten thousand miles. So I did my routine oil change and maintenance check, and when I came in, she also told me that well, your air- airbags are under recall, so they fix those absolutely free. Yay. And I, I just didn't know it was that simple. You know, mm-hmm. she says, oh, yo, you'll be surprised. We we either don't know it's a recall and we get thousands of calls or we do know and we get people flooding our sales, to, you know, uh, well, um, maintenance department to get it fixed. So they did a great job. I don't want to say, I guess, the brand on the, over the um, airways, but 
they did a great job and they fixed it for absolutely free. Hooray! Yes, so yes. that's you know a benefit for going to your dealer for yes. some service yes. or uh, you know keeping up with it yourself. Very, I would recommend, and even Allison, you've said that before. Uh, if you can, depending on the price, go to your dealership for um, things that's going on with your car because they know that car, and I love it. You do feel um, more at ease, and they give you a two-year warranty. This particular dealer gives you a two-year warranty on everything they do. Yeah, if you've got a warranty, that's always uh, the best thing. And if uh, some, if you wherever you take your place, Allison, haven't you said uh, that a mechanic should stand behind what they've done? under your car, right? Yes, absolutely. And if you have a problem, always bring it back to that mechanic. Don't switch to another mechanic and try to fix the problem. All right. We've been talking about what's going on with Allison, uh, learning a little bit about this race car that she's been rebuilding. But we also want to hear what you're working on or what your vehicle repair questions are. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. And we have got four calls, Allison, so let's get to work. First, we're going to go to Aaron, who's called in from Cenotopia. Aaron, thanks so much for holding. Uh, what's going on? Uh, well, actually, um, I want to say thank, thank you for letting me call in. Uh, I was pulling a customer's vehicle out of the shop, and I heard, heard Allison talking about a race car. I'm like, a woman in racing. Awesome. Great. What? <laughs> i got a couple different things. Um, first off, what tracks do you go to in the area? Uh, I know I, I visit Memphis International Raceway quite a bit. I'm sorry, quite a bit, and there's Holly Springs uh, drag strip nearby me. Now, Memphis International offers the road coursing, uh, autocross, drifting, uh, drag strip, and they've got all kinds of events there. Um, I just didn't know what what places you actually went um, as far as that goes. Well, in Mississippi, we have two places that we autocross. One's in Grenada at the municipal airport there, and one's at Columbus Air Force Base, and that's where we do autocrossing. And then do autocross at, I, I don't know, I guess you're not close to it, but to that New Orleans Motorsports, at NOLA Motorsports Park down in uh, New Orleans, and that's awesome. I have been to an autocross event at the Memphis track. But I haven't actually done one of the track nights there yet, which I, I'm looking forward to doing, uh, hopefully, uh, as, as soon as I can get my car ready or um, just, you know, someone let me drive. Because sometimes people let you co-drive their car. Yeah. I did a lot of last year after I locked up my engine. I did a lot of co-driving um, and doing that. And then I, I've autocrossed at another place down in Louisiana, uh, and did an autocross down there, but as as far as um, racing on different tracks, that's that's as much as I've raced. Um, besides doing a lot of illegal racing back in the day, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was I, bad I, about I, that. Yeah, I got out of that when period. I was got kids. But yeah, um, yeah, I've got a I've got a like two Project Honda sitting at the house, and I've got a, a daily toy that I drive. Um, awesome. My plans were, I've got a 95 Integra that I'm planning on putting a Coyote in it and making it rear-wheel drive. For oh, my God. A, Amazing. For drag, yeah, for drag racing or for drifting. Um, I don't think I could do autocross because of the power differential, uh, the power and the weight transfer and everything. I just have yeah, too much power in the Yeah, you have some trouble rear. keeping it locked down. Yeah. It's been um, out a lot. It'd be fun, though. <laughs> yeah, but the B18B that came out of the Integra is actually going in the little CRX, and we're going to turbo it. That's my girlfriend's car. She got that. It's an 86 CRX, and it's a virgin. Oh, so. wow. 
Yeah. You know, my favorite car that I've raced so far was an early 80s CRX, and it had the stock engine in it, and it was sick like that. Uh, it was amazing. But the B18, yeah, is a really nice engine to, to put in there to do a swap. Um, but, I mean, those cars are just phenomenal. And the guy that I let me race it, his aunt had been racing the car for years before he got it and started racing autocross. So this car has a history of racing, and I got it. And it was, it, to this day, it's one of the funnest, best cars I've ever driven and raced. It's an amazing car. And my last question is, and I mentioned I've got a daily toy. It's a, a, a 2016, I know you're going to laugh, Jeep Renegade 1.4 Turbo Manual. Uh, it is front-wheel drive. It is not the all-wheel drive version. My, right. my problem is, is when I go down the track, I've got extreme bad wheel hop. I've heard people say put uh, coilovers on it. Um, I, I, I don't. I'm not trying to make it some extremely fast. I'd, I'd like to keep up with the little Hondas in the track scene and whatnot. But I, I've got such bad wheel hop um, that I, I don't get any traction until I'm already past, you know first gear after i shift into second because my first gear is so short after i shift into second i've got traction um what would what would you recommend for me i mean i know coilovers would help but i I don't know if there's anything else because i know with the hondas they've got uh uh, lower control arm braces that keep the wheels from hopping but see with this being a a jeep and it being so new uh, i don't know it's based off of the dodge dart uh platform I don't know if there's any any advice you can give me there. I would go into the Dodge Dart forums and ask what they're doing, uh, since it has the same it's the same chassis, and and see what they're doing. I have I have no idea other than what you're talking about, like a control okay. arm brace or to yeah. swap it to pullovers. Yeah, I've, um, I've run into a lot of people good. that say, yeah, they run they they've a lot of people race rear wheel drive. They don't know what to do with these front wheel drives. They know the Hondas have these these already built kits and stuff you can buy. And I, it's, it's a daily driver. My girlfriend drives it daily. We get lots of looks uh, cause it, cause because of the turbo and the exhaust I put on it and everything. And I take it to the track, and I get some I, – I went went down in time because I went up in tire wheel size, and, and so my wheel size, heavier wheels, slower time. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I've, I've got plans for a tuner. I've got plans for other modifications to, to get my times back down. I, I'm hoping to get into the 13. Um, oh wow! I was, yeah, I was running. I was running high fifteens, low sixteens before I switched out rims. So for okay. a little for a little Jeep Renegade, that's not bad. That's actually pretty good. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun right and, there. And are they actually running at Holly Spring? Because I know around here, all of our drag tracks, no one's running right now. They, I think they just started up. Um, right. I've seen them at the track the last two weekends in a row. I know Memphis International has changed all their stuff to during the daytime, uh, usually like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning to about uh, 5, five 6 o'clock in the evening is, is when they're running all their stuff. Um, okay. It just so happens I work Monday through Friday, so there's nothing going on on Saturdays or I can't get the day off. I, I don't get to go to the track. <laughs> right, right, I so, see. Yeah, well, but, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, hopefully I do get to see you out there because we go to the Traction Optional and, and uh, Midnight Madness a lot. Um, I, they hold those on Fridays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays sometimes. And that's the drifting and the drag racing um, down there in Memphis. Um, but with, like I said, with this COVID going on, it's just it's ruined my car scene stuff. So. I know. Yeah, I'm dying to race. Like, it's driving me crazy. Um, well, send me a friend request on Facebook. Find me on there on Allison Walker. On my personal page, it's uh, keep up with stuff a little bit better, but I don't just friend anyone. 
But send me a friend request and you can keep up with when I'm going to the track. I, and that pre- sort of I appreciate that so much. And you have Absolutely. a good day. You do the same. Bye-bye. Thanks, Aaron. We appreciate you calling in. Let's take one last call before our break. Let's go to James in Brookhaven. James, we love it when folks call in and uh, comment about our uh, our questions or ask new questions. What have you got? Hi. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for calling in. Okay. My response is to the gentleman who called in a few minutes ago with the GMC mm-hmm. pickup truck. Jerry. Right. Lost fuel mileage. Check the injectors. Interesting. And how would you go about doing that yourself? Would you put it on a scope, a lab scope, and check them? To no, you put your tester on on the car, and you go to injectors, and you can physically check each injector and see which one's leaking, because that will cause him to lose that five miles a gallon is a leaky injector, if it, leaky and he injector. should be able to smell it in the oil. Interesting. Okay. Thank you so, so much. You're still listening and, and yes, ma'am. That. Oh, and uh, one other thing. I just retired. Yay! So I now what are you going to be doing? I have no idea. I just <laughs> retired yesterday. <laughs> well, congratulations. And I worked at a... I'm the engine man at... The dealership. Uh huh. I was. Oh wow! <laughs> so anyway, have call a good me day anytime. Keep listening. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Love the extra help. Yeah, James. Now that you're not uh, full time in a shop, you know, give us a call and uh, you know, be, be our buddy on the show. Thanks so much, James, for calling in. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Allison's been working on her car, and she's sharing that info with us. And we're taking more of your car repair questions next. What is an unreliable car not to buy? We're going to get to that in a bit. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and we hope that you've downloaded our app for your smartphone. It's the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show 
on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and you can make a contribution because we really rely on contributions here at MPB. And speaking of contributions, last Friday we had a radio drive and we want to thank everyone who made contributions. If you didn't, you still can and get these yummy Mississippi nuts. That is a thank you gift. Um, Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Consumer Report. I'm curious rep- about these nuts, Liz. Are they, mis- mis- are they pecans? Uh, well, there are pecans, almonds, and cashews, and they have cinnamon sugar on them. And okay. they come from somewhere near Tupelo, and they're in a MPB 50th anniversary commemorative tin. Nice. Um, so, and that is uh, for people who make a one-time $60 contribution or become a sustaining contributor at $10 a month. So that's just our little thank you gift for helping to support Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Consumer Reports rounded up the poorest used models of the past decade. And today we're going to caution you about the Ford Festiva. The model years 2011 to 2014 stood out in particular. Its primary issues centered on the transmission, the body integrity, and the audio system. So please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car suggests consumer reports carcomplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists allison really likes that one and if you're interested in reviews of new cars casey williams who was a guest on our show a few weeks ago the automotive correspondent for wfyi a public radio station in indianapolis he has reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for over 25 years and his review this week is on the 2020 toyota rav4 trd Alice and our phone lines are full, so we've got a job to get through all of these. Let's okay. go to Roger in Florence. Roger, God bless you in Florence. We tried to go to Donna's Produce, the number six, the other day, and we made it. But goodness gracious, that's a lot of uh, construction going on there. Uh, Roger, what you got for us today? Well, it's it's terrible down there, but by 2033, they're going to be finished. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate your program so much, and I'm glad to call in, and I'm a loyal listener, of course. And I have a quick question, and, and I'll hang up and answer because I've got to run to a high appointment. But uh, I'm interested in a in a in a uh, in a, a, a car that uses both gasoline and electricity. And I guess you call you they call by different names, but I have I've had a Honda CRV since nineteen ninety nine. I'm on my second one, third one. And I'm thinking of a Honda the new Honda uh electric. I wanna know about the new Honda electric versus the Toyota. Allison, have you got? Uh, thanks, Roger. We appreciate uh, you calling in. Uh, Allison, you got any thoughts on now? If it's a gas and electric, is that when you call it a hybrid? 
I think that's called, or well, you got the hybrids, but they also have nowadays they have the plug-in, which runs on electric a lot longer, and it can switch to gas. So that may be what he's talking about, and those are awesome. So between the two, I don't know which one well, I would pick. Toyota's been doing it longer, and they're known to be better with their hybrid and electric technologies. Um, so that's really awesome. Uh, the Nissan Leaf is actually done a really great job with their electric technologies. They, uh, their price is usually a little more affordable too, but their range is not quite as long as some of the other ones. But, um, so that's, those, those are all really good options. So he just has to go and test drive and pick which one is going to be the one he likes the best and they're all three of those japanese manufacturers are doing a really good job on on this new technology with the well, the hybrid and the and like i said with the plug-in they you plug it in and charge up that car and it'll run on electric a lot longer and then the hybrid with well, the hybrids only run on electric for a short short amount of time they mostly run on the gas does Honda technology to save gas? Does Honda have any of the plugins that you know of? I, not that I know of, but I'm they pretty much everyone does that has hybrid technology these days have gone to the plug-in version. That's like the new hybrid technology that's out. All right. And, uh, you know, I understand there's a whole new etiquette. Uh, I saw a closed circuit video of some lady who unplugged somebody else's car to plug in hers. And that was uh, apparently that's super duper rude. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Well, and leaving it plugged in after it's charged is probably rude, too. Oh, sure. Sure. Some etiquette here. Well, Roger, we hope that we helped you on that. Let's now go to Andy, who has called in. Andy, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question today? Hi, how are you? Great. Good. I just want to say I enjoy your show. I'm a truck driver from Canada, and I get down uh, in this area about once every week. I listen to your show. I've got a question for Allison. I've got a 2004 Honda Accord automatic. And um, I am having a problem starting it when it's in park. Um, Now, there's a a little button on top of the shifter, on top of the shifter casing that I have popped out. And you depress that, you can put her in neutral, and she'll start neutral every time. But uh, I can't get her to start and park anymore. Can I bypass that switch? Well, I think what's happening is your neutral safety switch is acting up. Um, So a place that you can take it to is a transmission shop to get that looked at and replace that switch on there. It sounds like it's, it's either it's it's disconnected or the wiring is loose on it. Something's happening with your neutral safety switch and it's forcing you to have to switch it out. That's, uh, I guess on that without knowing more about it, but, but that's it. Neutral safety switch lets your car only crank in part or neutral so that you don't crank it and drive. So I'm guessing something's going on with that system. 
Okay. Now, just uh, bypassing the whole thing, you know, which you you don't want to do. I would I would check into to an actual repair for it, which may be simple in this case. Now, just quickly, if if your neutral safety switch uh, is going um, or something's wrong with it, wouldn't it uh, not start neutral also? Not exactly. It's possible that it's, it, you're manually putting it into neutral. It's, it's bypassing the switch itself so that you could still be having a problem with the switch. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like it. All right. Well, thank you very much for your help. You're welcome. Thank you, Andy. We appreciate you very much. That Wait. was our first Canadian. I'm, I'm, I think that's awesome. Yay. Now we need someone from Mexico to call, and we'll be all right. North American. <laughs> We've been discussing Allison's race car build and taking your car repair questions. You can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. Bill and Sydney, hang on. What is in the news? I'm going to tell you in a bit. This is autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our live program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Allison, I am fascinated by folks and their trucks. Um, I, you know, some people just swear and will give up everything else in the world to keep their truck. And, you know, I kind of feel that way about my Dodge Grand Caravan. If I lay all the seats flat in my van, I can carry anything. I can move my husband, my son's one-bedroom apartment with beds and couches and chairs and tables. And, you know, I love it. And it's covered. So I like it much more than a truck. But these folks in their F-150s, Ford plans to debut a redesigned uh, F-150 tonight at 7 p.m. And you can watch it live streamed. Um, And uh, all by itself, the F-Series within the Ford Motor Company is so big, it would make a list of the Fortune 100 companies. The F-Series is larger than McDonald's. The F-Series is larger than Nike. The F-Series is larger than Coca-Cola. And the F-Series is larger than Starbucks. 
that's wow. that's serious. Um, uh, and in fact, in uh, a couple of weeks, we're going to have somebody from Edmonds come in and talk about buying trucks. But we've got three calls we want to get to. Let's get to Sydney, who's called in from Jasper County. Sydney, thanks so much for hanging on. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, I enjoy y'all show very much. And, and y'all body the good is uh, uh, visiting in the morning with some honey on Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> Thank you, Sydney. Uh, I got two questions right quick, and you just made my day by that F-150. I got a 2000 F-150. My air conditioner is blowing under the dash, but it ain't coming out the vent real good, and I got a vacuum leak that I can't find. And what was the last one you got? A What kind of leak? A uh, vacuum leak. A vacuum leak? Um, yeah, on, on my hood, I've been trying to, uh, how can you find a vacuum leak? I wonder if yours is, well, it's probably, the vacuum probably doesn't, uh, is it affecting that vent, but back in the day, they used to use the vacuum lines to open and close your vents, and it could make your vent not act right if you had a vacuum leak on your air conditioning, but on that, it should be electronic um, and motorized. So you probably have one where it's, it's stuck or something's going on, but you say it's blowing and your blower's working, but yet it's not coming out the vent, so your door is stuck or something. So that's, unfortunately, that can be, sometimes can be hard to get to that area under your dash and get in there and diagnose it, but that's what you have to do to uh, fix that problem. That can be a little difficult to do. As far as checking for a vacuum leak, you, um, I had uh, someone, I knew a mechanic that actually hooked up a smoke machine, a fog machine, like you would see at a music show or, or at Halloween, and plugged it into the vacuum line and found vacuum leaks that way. It, it, the smoke comes out wherever your leak is at. Um, and that's one way to do it. And so that's a, a smoke detection test is what it's technically called. And that's one way you look for a vacuum leak. Another way is to take starter fluid and spray it all around wherever your vacuum hoses are, wherever your vacuum lines are. Sometimes there's a placard on your hood that shows your vacuum lines. Um that will give you a diagram of where your vacuum hoses and lines go on your car. That's not on all cars. It's just on some of them. Um, and you can spray the starter fluid, and you hear your engine surge, you know that's where it's leaking at because the starter fluid has gotten through. So that's another way to check for a vacuum leak. So that, that should help you there and you try those things out. Thank you, Allison. I hope uh, Sydney got all that and he uh, is able to uh, do that. Uh, check that for him. Okay. We, oh, we've only got time for one more call. Bill, give us your story super quick. You've got about a minute and 15 seconds. Oh, wait. Oh, whoa. hang on. Bill, go ahead. 08 Civic, 164,000 miles. Driving past the Honda dealership, screamed like a banshee, went out, had to pull in the parking lot of the, of the dealer. They came out, looked at it, had a weak place on the passenger side of the engine. At 164,000 miles, it was covered uh, unlimited miles, 10-year warranty, and it, the warranty would have went out in January. Brand new engine, drove it 20,000 more miles since. So, oh, that's Honda, awesome! 
Oh, yep. I'm so glad. You, I'm glad you drove by that dealership. <laughs> yeah. I had to drive by the dealership and pulled in. I'd have been new car. So. Bill, fantastic, <laughs> Bill. Thank you for for sharing it. You know, we uh, sometimes you know dealerships. You know, we don't give them such a, a good credit, but uh, for things, especially getting you know recalls um, or purchasing your. Uh, what do you call it? Oh, Allison, I thought I remembered. Original equipment. What do you call that? Your original equipment manufacturer. Yeah, and what's the what are the letters? O E M. O E M. I'm writing that down. All right. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate you very much. You know, Allison, I may have to give you a call and we just do a like a supplemental podcast on um fixing up your car it could be like a special edition Ooh, how does that sound like a like a bonus because we've had so many calls but we love our listeners and that's the whole purpose of autocorrect is to take your calls bill from bomb from memphis i'm sorry we didn't get to you i hope you can send us an email auto at mpbonline.org that's going to wrap us up for today's autocorrect thank you uh, kevin farrell for being our call screen Thank you for Michelle McAdoo being our engineer each week. So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on social media as The Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill, and I hope you'll join us each Thursday for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 